Hi, guys. This is Coach Green Jean. And I'm Dr. Dula. And we are so excited. We're thanking you. We're thanking you guys for joining us for another online live discussion, paper versus paper. And we're looking to very much slow walk this particular online discussion because we have very, very special guests in the green room waiting oh my goodness. to begin to have a very pertinent <laughs> and important conversation. But before we start, we do want to make sure, right, that we draw your attention to the purpose of this particular discussion. And so you guys know that Andrea and I, we uh, have developed a, uh, uh, a 3-H pre-apprenticeship workshop. And with that particular workshop, uh, we work with young people between the ages of 12 and 17 as it relates to uh, skill sets and embracing and allowing them to embrace their crafted talents through working with their head, their heart, and their hands. And so while we're continuing, continuing to go forward, we're not able to have the workshops, but we are continuing to have our guest professionals begin or continue to speak to our parents and our young pe uh, people as it relates to navigating their career path and building sustainable pathways for future generations. So don't forget at any time during this particular online discussion, please go to YouTube and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Coach Green Jean. And on that particular oh channel- <laughs> I see you, Bo, I see you. You better you, be clicking and such. You will be able to take advantage and watch a lot of the archived information that we have where other guest professionals, we have architects, general contractors, electricians, homeschoolers, everyone speaking, not only on their profession, but they're also speaking from a place on navigating this global pandemic and how they are posturing and positioning themselves as it relates to quarantine. This is a very daunting time but at the same time, it's a very important time. And so we're hosting individuals to come and share with us professionals that we feel that can actually speak comfort, speak healing, and also provide strategies and insights to assisting you to be where you need to be, you and your family, as it relates to coming out of this particular session, uh, situation and being where you need to be uh, so that you're uh, passing down these amazing uh, skills to your children, the next generation. So without further ado, I would like to introduce to some and present to others, our very, very, very special guest hosts, Miss Christy and Jamil Willis. Hey, <laughs> Thanks for having me, family. Oh. Hey, this is she's this is this is well, she used to be doula mom when I, you know, wait before. I I'll let her tell you what she calls herself now, but <laughs> this is my friend. This is my friend. friend. And, yes, honey. <laughs> and let me tell you, um, so this is doula Mula. I'm so excited. 
Um, I'm going to let her introduce herself because she does so many awesome things. And then anything she leaves out, I'm just going to say, girl, you didn't say this. And girl, you didn't say that. But we have <laughs> we have connected in so many different ways. Yeah. Um, and even uh, as far as partnering and doula work together, which yeah. I absolutely just love. Um, she has such a wonderful spirit. And I've had the opportunity to serve as a postpartum doula for her as well. And just in other things, I'm just so excited to to talk with her today. Our families have so much in common. But I'm going to start by allowing Mrs. Christy Willis to introduce herself. Please tell us, <laughs> tell us, tell us about yourself. Well, I am Christy. You can just refer to me as Christy. Yes, I used to be doula mom that was in my early days and I barely knew what I was doing um and I thought that I needed to be called something else in my name so that people would know that I'm a doula you know but anyway yes I am Christy Willis and I am a birth postpartum doula I'm a breastfeeding mentor I am a general mentor I am a virtual doula coach um and a uh, doula business coach as well and um, I'm an author of the doula business journal I am a mom of uh Five. Um, and <laughs> there we are. There's one, one in the oven on that picture, if you can see. Yes, honey. The older ones are a little bit bigger now. And um, I'm a homeschooling mom. I enjoy cooking, baking, crafting, singing, loving on Jesus, and um, <laughs> all things birthy and doing it myself. I love it. What does that mean, doing it yourself? Um, I like to do things myself. I like to figure out how to do things myself instead of always calling for help. Um, if I can figure out how to do it, I will. I got that kind of from my father. He was in the constructions or housing, housing uh, maintenance type of field. And um, he was also a military man. But anytime you found him doing something, he was building. He was hmm. doing something with his hands. He was fixing. I have pictures of him underneath my sink and my, my kid, one of my children are right next to him and they have a tool in their hand you know and um so he really taught me like this is how you do this and if you want it done right try to do it yourself first you Ooh. know if you can't then you can bring in a professional but most things you can do yourself so I've taken that on you know I taught myself my mom taught me how to sew by my hands and I never knew how to run a sewing machine someone gave a sewing machine to me and I was like I need to go take a class at um, Joanne's <laughs> or something. But then I was like, no, I need to learn this myself. And I figured it out myself. So, um, yeah, that's just me. I like to. No, you know, I, I don't have to jump in, Dr. because <laughs> she, Christy talked about her dad and him being a contractor. And Christy yes. knows all of our hearts, which yeah. is to express that importance of the head, the use of the head knowledge. The mm -hmm. use of the hand knowledge and the use of the heart knowledge. And I didn't know. And yeah. so that is a wonderful part about why we're having you here and as to speak on self-sufficiency. Yeah, so, I was, um, was going to say that, too. And I was going to also just add a word before you continue. Is I see it as self-sufficiency, self-reliance. But the word that I really love the most that I think serves us is the ability to be resourceful yes. within ourselves. Yes, absolutely. And yes. if I ever feel like that I can't do something, I can learn. I can call my sister or, um, you know, by birth or by whatever. <laughs> hey, girl, I know you know how to do this. How do you plant this? You know, how do you 
how do you do this? You know, and um, resourcefulness is very helpful and it's, uh, it brings longevity. It really does. I'm sorry, babe, you were saying something. No, I was just I saying, uh, uh, Christy and uh, Dr. Dula, uh, I'm going to make sure I don't mess her name up, but Deja Daniels, she's online and she said, oh, hey, family. So we'll keep here. Deja is hey. my first niece. You know Deja. Wow. That's Don and you know Deja. That's, that's my me. Deja. Hey, yes, Deja. That's Deja. He's, that's not me. Me. he's not used to the married name. Yeah, Daniels. Yeah, she's married okay. now. She's Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, um, Christy, come on, sis. Let's begin to slow walk this situation as okay. it relates to you and your amazing husband. You know, we're in these particular times right now as we're all as family people and professionals navigating the quarantine. And we just like to hear from you personally, because there's a lot of things we want to we want to make sure that we speak on uh, you, you and Dr. Dula as far as it work, uh, pertains to the, the Dula work and post, you know, postpartum. But I also like to hear professionally and as a family, how you guys are navigating this time with the homeschooling and your own work. Uh, talk to us a little bit about that. Well, I like to say that I navigate this whole thing just like I navigate the, the mater maternal mortality rates in Black African-American women. Um, it's not that we're dying, we're living too. So with COVID, it's the same aspect. What are you going to do to protect yourself? Are you going to be educated? Are you going to wash your hands? Are you going to wear the mask? Are you going to take that childbirth education class? Are you going to um, know, get some evidence-based facts and be strong enough to present them to your provider That's so that right, you sis. can make the, the right decisions for yourself and your baby? I take the same approach with COVID. Get educated about it. Um, be, protect yourself and your family and follow the steps so that way you will not become or have a less chance of becoming that number. Mm. So nice. You, I'm sorry, love. Go ahead. No, go, no, go ahead, doctor. No, I was going to say, you know, we was, I was saying earlier, and I love, um, I was mentioning before that there's so many similarities that our families share. And, oh, what you got out there, girl? Uh, that was me. Of, <laughs> I'm good. You just sorry. so sweet. You so sweet. That's um, what it is. <laughs> but, you know, one of the things is that, um, and I always I try to be gentle because, I, you know, everything nowadays is about are you shaming someone? And this is not a shaming kind of thing. But um, I often tell people, you know, homeschooling all of a sudden and someone dis distinguished between schooling at home and homeschooling. But homeschooling and being at, at home with your children during this time or whatever time um, while they're learning um, yeah. has I, when I was doing it for 13 years, it was not respected at all, you know. Right. We, and you mentioned when we were t uh, chatting before the broadcast, you know, people talk about, oh, they're going to be so socially dis, um, what's the word? Unsocialized. What's, what's unsocialized. Oh, they're raising those unsocialized children, you know, and we hear all these comments about what this is and what that is. How many years have you been homeschooling now? Um, I think it's over 17 now. Mm -hmm. so through, counting, come through. I just, yeah, I just. You Teach know, my kids. kids are growing and exactly. I don't even count anymore. I just figure out the oldest one and then minus two years. And then, yeah, that's how I do it. See, <laughs> and so for you, because there are some 
with with everything that's going on, there are some individuals who are becoming more mindful of the fact that, you know what, wow, I don't know if I want, you know, necessarily right now to send my kids back to school or I wonder what this whole homeschooling thing is about. And we'll talk about that as it relates to birth in a a little bit. But as far as homeschooling, I don't know if you remember how it started for you. I know for me, it started with my youngest ones. And so I grew into it. But what words or or, um, statements would you make to people or what would you say to people like that are just thinking like, I don't know, do I, you know, homeschooling? Um, Is that something that I really can do? What would you say to them? I would say that you can do it. I mean, um, just like I would say to anybody, you can birth your baby, no matter how it comes out by cesarean or vaginally, you can birth your baby. The baby is made to exit. Okay. The baby's going to come out and you can do it. So if you're having that inkling, if you feel that, um, that inkling of maybe I should, that's your instinct kicking in just like, Oh man, should I take baby to the hospital? Or, you know, something's just not right. It's not sitting right with me. That's your instincts kicking in. And it's nothing wrong with giving it a try. This is a perfect time to give it a try. There are many um, families out there who've always wondered and yes. not had the chance because they have to go to work. But now some some families cannot go to work. And then exactly. they have maybe one parent that is essential, but the other parent has to stay behind. And they don't have a choice but to be patient sometimes. They don't have a choice but to say, okay, we're not doing school today because I can't not do it. Um, exactly. And that's okay. You're learning how to homeschool the best yes. way that your family is made to do, the best way for your family. And um, that's a lot of things that um, people miss out on when they consider homeschooling. They think of the normal homeschool setting. And it's totally opposite from what, okay, y'all, we got to get up at 630. Because if y'all don't eat by seven, then y'all gonna be late to class. It's like, no, first of all, they need a well rested sleep. Well rested. They need not to have cereal just thrown down their throats for breakfast they need a well-balanced meal um help let them help in the kitchen there you're covering one subject already you know um let's read together in the morning let's have bible study together in the morning it doesn't have to be every morning okay what do you let's go take a walk in the morning let's you know it's so many things that you can do outside of the standard that will offer your child your children more learning opportunities than they would in a normal classroom setting you know, Chrissy, before, let me say this, uh, Dr. Dula, before we go on, that's why the Little Mason household is growing from level to level, just because of what you just spoke on. Mm-hmm. That woman over there, yeah, that woman over there, yeah, yeah Dr. Over Dula, there. Over there. you know, <laughs> me, you know, I'm a sergeant at arms, you know, I have yeah. to have it a certain way and have to have it at a certain level. And sometimes yeah. we deal with fear. We deal with the curse of comparison, trying yeah. to keep up with the way you subscribe, what you just mm-hmm. talked about, talking to the families, talking to the parents in specific of, of saying, you know what? It's okay by allowing these situations, these new ideas, these new thought processes to come to us and not allow mm-hmm. the pressure to right. just, you know, of comparing ourselves with the family next door. And I, I, I love my wife for that you know mm-hmm. and the way she does it of course <laughs> uh, go down go over there and sit down somewhere <laughs> <laughs> hey but you know time. when you're confident when you're confident in yourself and you've been living this thing for a while yeah and you realize that as couples as business partners 
you have your the, the best interest of each other in mind. You don't take offense. Right. And it's going to be all right because you know what? Maybe I need to take a, a seat right now and just right. allow my kids to go out and cut the grass with yes. just vision. You know, allow them. She says, okay, you coach Green Jeans. You know, why are you trying to do everything yourself? You know, <laughs> 17, mm. 15, 18, you know. Let right. Them, you know, so I, I just really appreciate what you what you had to say as it as it related to, you know, allowing this thing to come, you know, to you. Uh, I'm sorry, Dr. Duma. No, I was just going to say, um, I love I, the whole concept. You know, we I'm not going to say we I'll just say sometimes, you know, people feel that um, when it comes to the freedom, I have to do things the way I want to. You said this is the a great time. What is it that, you know, and I'm going to get to birth because it's so hard to not talk about it's birth hard with not you. To. It's hard. Right. But I'm going to finish that at least get to my slow walking. Go comment. ahead and slow walking. That's what I'm talking <laughs> you about. You know, there are so many things that people have said, I want to do. I want to explore. Yeah. I want to this, that, or the other. And when it mm-hmm. comes to things like homeschooling, um, what does that day look like? It could look different if you're still if you're yeah. if you've been in Chicago and it's been s- snowing two weeks ago, right. you might not be outside you just yet. Maybe you will be. Maybe it maybe. wasn't enough snow for snowballs, but mm-hmm. or, or snowmen necessarily. Snow maybe. maybe you're maybe you're somewhere else where it's just rather warm and you could get out Mm -hmm. there and you are planting seeds or doing something this is not a one-size-fits-all and the mistake Mm -hmm. that we make and I've always said this is that when our kids are with us um yes it's good to have I understand for those that um their children are accustomed to a schedule in, yes. in a, a, a precise schedule. I understand the temptation to duplicate that. Yes. But I always remind people, um, being one who's worked in the public school system, in the public and private, um, online and the whole nine. Um, yeah. Man, I got bars. That was bars. That was, that nice. was bars. Um, Thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, it's important to know and to be able to shift, uh, yeah. to, to say, okay, the things that are done in the school system are done this way because they're not teaching my two, three, four, five kids. They're teaching 120, 150 children. They have to, they have to, they have to make this institutionalize it. They have to make this. So when I go in and I say, did you give my child my child the same opportunity you gave this other? I have to be able to show that. I have to be able to prove that. So yes. I don't want us to lose focus of the opportunity that this is. Mm-hmm. There are people that have wanted to do stuff for so long. Yes. And in different places, like my nephew here, they finished. Basically, they finished. He's finished all the work that was required. My yes. sons, yeah. And my sons are still completing things. They'll be finished in a few weeks. This is the time for you to say, okay, what is it that thing I've been complaining about the school system's not doing all this time? Maybe you can't necessarily go to the museum right now or this right now. But Mm -hmm. what are the other things that you said 
that you, if you got a chance, you would do it. And mm-hmm. I just love that you pointed mm-hmm. that out. And yeah. I'm going to shift now right over and let it segue. Into- hey, before that's a good way. I'm going to let you segue, but I want to talk to the people and say, <laughs> make sure these women are saying good things. So push the like emoji, the laugh emoji, the heart emoji. Make sure you subscribe to Coach Green Gene and give and us share. your questions. Give us your questions. Give us your questions because yeah. we're taking the questions. I want to make sure that we use Christy and Jamil Willis all the way up and give every, get everything that they have for us on this broadcast. All right, Dr. Exactly. Dula. And oh, it's my friend! Do you see so that baby? <laughs> and she's wearing her um, her um, Bound by Birth bracelet. Yeah, why, why you that... gotta... Let me get it together. <sighs> Listen! Look, Coach Green. <sighs> Come on Stop. now. Okay. okay, you see me, right? I was that's what I was telling. Look at that. I was telling him, I said, Don't tell her I got these pictures. That's Don't so tell sweet. her I got these pictures. <laughs> this is my friend, so and she's wearing the wristlet that I made for the South African yeah. um midwives. And I went last year, had an opportunity to visit, oh. and just that I do as far as being daughters of the African diaspora, and that yeah, has to do um mm-hmm. in, in that realm. I'm always talking about birth. And that is not taboo. Yeah. Sankofa is not taboo to go back and fetch what we forgot. No. This woman, right. now, first of all, you need to, um, if you want to see the interview I did with her over a year ago, when she was talking about a virtual over work, the virtual yeah. class she teaches for um, doulas, uh, the, mm-hmm. the, all the other stuff. And she talked about her home birth unassisted yeah. as well. <laughs> Stop playing with me. When he yeah. said, write your questions, this is the one to write it to. Make yes. sure you write it. I'm what questions do you have, honey? <laughs> um, and it's just a, it's a blessing for me that I had an opportunity to um, be able to journey with her in parts of her uh, last two births. Yeah. And, that, and that was a blessing to me. And we also last were able to partner together. I knew you were going to tell me it was three, girl. Oh, my gosh. You are so right. <sighs> three. Last three. We'll share this, that. We'll share that we'll another share day. That. Dr. Dula exactly. has to share that another day. <laughs> I, I like right. I have the pictures here, and I will describe what that is. You know, I Ooh. when mm. it comes to, however, dealing with, I, I'm going to encourage you to go um, to um, YouTube and look at the. Uh, well, you can just go to my website, drdula.com, and if you look at the. Um, mm birth her story blog you will find an interview with this sister right here i have over 20 interviews mm-hmm. with amazing women um that deal some of them specifically with birth as doulas <laughs> others telling their birth stories others as herbalists all of these women that are doing things that are impacting women black women um that are sharing their stories christy okay. shared her story about her birth some just how she progressed from and I do say progressed because it took a trusting of herself Absolutely. in some ways. She started, you know, yeah. with birth in the hospital and how she progressed through some things. I'm not going to ask us mm-hmm. to recamp all of that because we took our time with that girl and we went and I went, went to her house. I was like, listen, yes, you did. Recline, let's recline on that couch, girl, and tell us this story. <laughs> but this, <laughs> but, oh, oh my but, Look at this these, okay, let me okay, let me tell you what you're seeing. No, Christy, tell yes. them what they're seeing. Tell them what they're seeing. In this picture, you are seeing the one and only Dr. Dula. 
um, guiding my daughter, Angela, and um, binding my body after a miscarriage. So this was uh, postpartum care. And uh, she's, she just took the opportunity. My daughter was there and uh, she just took the time to teach her different things. And, you know, my daughter always has a birth book in her hand, either a birth book or a Bible. And, um, and so she, she just, she was in the space. And uh, so Dr. Dula, being the doctor and the educator that she is, took the time to show her how to bind me back up and how to, um, keep me from being wide open right that's that was her favorite thing that's how well she said wide open mommy you help me so i won't be wide open. taught her I how love- to taught her how to gentle touch and how to move edema yeah. and what to look for and um and yeah so it was beautiful it was beautiful and thank you so much for that i know i said that a million times before but thank you so much girl, for, for doing that I want- um, can i can i can i say something real quick what I'm basking in the moment because oh. you know what we're talking about head, heart, hands. <laughs> yes. Sisters, helping yes. sisters. Mm-hmm. Brothers, helping brothers. He's we're best. talking about Absolutely. getting back to self-sustainability. You know, there's a lot of things that we can be doing by building up our skill sets. Do we know the importance of building up skill sets? That's how we all reach our individual crafted talents. And with that, we'll be walking in purpose. How much more our communities will be so sound, so secure, and financially backed, and and, and everything else, if we just took the time to support ourselves and took the responsibility of supporting one another. And I tell you guys, these photos right here are just so uh, very, they're just just you that know, one. Outstanding. Oh, look at Gloria. Tell, tell him about that one. <laughs> tell him about that one. Miss Anna Lee was inside. <laughs> Anna Lee, I was very <laughs> pregnant with Anna Lee. Um, and Andrea and I were serving the beautiful Gloria. And um, this picture is makes me it makes me laugh every time because I hate feet. Yes. I do not like touching feet. But when it comes to I don't. But when it comes to a pregnant woman or a birthing woman, something just comes over me and my all of my attention is drawn to just making sure that they are comfortable, that That's they are right. relaxed and that the tension leaves their body by any means necessary. So And it was a um, it was a blessing nice. to be able to serve Gloria with you. Um, Christy yeah. has such a gentle spirit about herself and uh, it's very rarely where you can um, find someone that you feel like you partner with them in a certain way. Um, you yeah. connect with them in a certain way. And Christy, we, we it, it was just a great balance. It was a wonderful balance. Um, being able to, you know, compliment one another. And so I absolutely love that. Um, and even regarding working, I'm so glad you yeah. put that back up. Look at that girl. Let me tell you, um, <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> Do you see? Do you hear me? That <laughs> my is heart my just daughter. Because that first is of my all, daughter being that being is your daughter verbally, being verbally guided to um, release, and she's just helping me release, and um, and Dr. Dula is verbally guiding her, and you know how she talks, and just and she's just so- be gentle. <laughs> And, and just move your hands like this. And if you feel extra, if it's okay, you know, and my, <laughs> it was so sweet. It was so beautiful. And, um, 
Oh my goodness. I love pictures because it just brings you right back to that that moment and that space. So look at this, my favorite ah! picture. <laughs> this is my favorite. This What's happening there? What's happening there? Here, um, they are. She's continuing to uh, do the binding um, and closing of the bones um, yeah. for me, and she is guiding my daughter once again on what to do. And closing the bones. Yes. Because yes. look, because 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 when you had your babies, you wide open. You wide know, open. I, I I just love her little voice when she said it. Wide open. Say. When you're pregnant, no matter how long you've been pregnant, things start shift. Things starts to um, soften your bones. Actually, soften up the ligaments. And the ligaments, um, yes. Shift and um, and so usually what happens is after the birth, everything starts to go back together. But you can feel a little loose. You can feel unstable. Mm And the closing of the bones kind of helps to just like a bandage would or uh, a cast, except for it's not it, it's not left on for weeks, you know. But it kind of yeah. gives them that space. Of, this is where you're supposed to go back to. Exactly. It's very comforting. It's very um, it's very physically and mentally rewarding. I think the, the the beautiful thing I like about this is that you ladies are touching on some amazing and awesome things that have to do with just indigenous practices that. I, our people uh, from Africa have always practiced yeah. and we're just being reintroduced to these things. And I'm just so thankful these skills are just being reinitiated yeah. in our homes. And what better time through this quarantine to, to learn these practices. And they truly are Absolutely. indigenous practices that any culture, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> any non-Western culture that they still have, they have some type of, um, ritual that is done for a pregnant woman. Yeah. Um, it's only yeah. with modernization. And I mean modernization in the sense of, you know, 60 or so years ago, um, mm-hmm. it was still, well, I'll say it in the context of segregation when, when um, black women, because I'm down here in the South now, so all of my people, my, mm-hmm. I'm the first generation, me and my sisters were the first generation uh, on my mother's side to, to be birthed in a hospital. And Christy shares a little bit. Um, also, you shared, who was it that you said? You said, well, your family's from Alabama as well. My family's from Alabama. Um, I remember my mother being born at home. My aunt, my aunt Pat Pat, and she still lives in Alabama. Um, one time I, when we were there visiting, she drove me around to the house that was built by, um, I think it was my grandfather and some other family members and um my mother was born in that house and um I'm like who was there well you know the midwife and then you know you know members exactly. from down, they would come they all knew their part and um and that's just what happened and <laughs> and know? that that's why and wait I have to stop because I'm coming back to this point go back to the you see this little striped shirt on these pictures yeah this little striped honey that's my little aunt Annalie that's my birthday buddy Yes, that's it my, is. That's and, you my know, birthday buddy. This is the beauty. Is yeah, that is your birthday buddy. Um, but this is the beauty of. I just want to point this out. I just have to interrupt you for this. The beauty okay. of allowing children into birthing spaces, into postpartum spaces, is that they know what is supposed to happen. When Doctor Dula comes to my house now, what happens? She lays out her mat, and little, <laughs> little three year old Annalie lays on it automatically. And yes. what, is, what does Doctor Dula do? She takes her little foot yes. and she rubs it down and she says, is that okay? She talks to her just as gentle as she would talk to me. But that is the beauty of it because one day, 
she's going to grow up and say, this is what is supposed to be done. And um, it's just really something she's, it's so true. (laughs) And then when it's her mom's time, we still have to put another something down for her because Mm -hmm. she's got to, you know, no, I'm supposed to be here too. I'm supposed supposed to be right here too. Mm -hmm. And then, so in these pictures, she was up and she was helping. She was like, okay, what do I do now? What do I do now? What do I do now? And um, little hands just working. And the beauty of that is um, a testament to what you were just talking about. Everyone knowing what they were supposed to be doing. Um, It's not because we instinctively just like, ooh, you know. No, it's because generationally, these things were passed down. Absolutely. These, you know, um, I, I, everyone knows I call myself Dr. Dulip, but when I look at what's done, I acknowledge and I know mm-hmm. based on my historical context that, wait, this is what was done. This is what my grandmothers, when I asked my great aunts, because um, unfortunately I didn't ask all the questions I could of my grandmothers when they were here. But mm-hmm. when I asked them and I said, wait, well, who helped you with that? And who did that? Because they were not, um, they were waiting for midwives that were not driving to them. Right. Absolutely. These, these midwives were not driving to them. No. They, mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> they had, they were not, oh, I'll be there in, in 20 minutes. I'll be there within the hour. No. No. When it was time and she started feeling pains and things like that. Yeah. Who's laboring with you? Who's, who's there? It's your family. Yeah. It's your family. It's, it's the women family. in your area. It's, it's whoever, auntie, whomever, and cousin, whomever, and the women mm-hmm. around you. And I say, and, and I say as well, for me, my husband was that. And that's yeah. another thing that Christy and I share when people say your husband cannot support you. Perhaps it, I would not go as far as to say every husband should do whatever, but I can tell you. He able. That my, he able. He's able. Come on now. Okay. <laughs> my husband, just like her, just like Christy's testimony uh, mm-hmm. about her birth, my husband was my rock. And I always say it this yeah. way. He amplified my voice. Yeah. And that's what we do as birth support people, whether you yeah. call yourself a doula, a birth keeper, uh, who, mm-hmm. however you phrase that, you know. Yeah. You're amplifying and, and the, the voice of that mom and helping her get the things that she needs. And Absolutely. so I get so excited because um, Christy and I are going to be doing some things together um, that we I can't wait, wait. To tell you about. Can't tell you about that? Can't tell I you can't wait. Just stick but around you, and see. Just, just stick around <laughs> and it's going to be powerful. And it has to do with that whole generational aspect of things. The yeah. passing on, you know, mm-hmm. by the time our young people and our young women have gone and heard, gone and heard all of the messages that have been passed to them through media, through that movie they watched that was so right. funny, um, mm-hmm. that, that got good laughs, but was implanting in them yeah. fear of birth. Mm-hmm. By the time they get that message, and, and now it's like, oh, I'm, I'm 25, and I think I want to be a doula, but I think I'm so scared, and I think I'm so, and where do I start? That's not how we traditionally did. Mm-hmm. Tell me if you had to describe the Cliff's Note version of how you got from hospital birth to an unassisted birth with your husband, how would you describe that? You see, I'm leaning in, Christy. It's good information. 
I would describe it as um, one of the most powerful events and uh, situations, and it is still powerful to me. Um, sometimes when I feel like I can't do, I kind of go back to that and say, well, I can. Um, Come on. And it happened progressively, like you described. And um, luckily for me, it doesn't happen like this for every woman, but it happened by accident. I didn't intend to have an unassisted home slash van birth as my first one. I didn't intend for that to happen. I wanted to get to the hospital because that's where I thought I would be safest. That's where I was told that um, I would be safest. Um, and so I wanted to get there, but I also had that inkling of birthing at home. I wanted to, but I was afraid because I'm like, well, what if, what if, what if this, and what if this goes bad? But although I had those what ifs, I backed those what ifs was up with education and I started to study. Come on. But I still had the fear. That's the only thing. I had the know, I had the education, I had the know how, but I still had that fear. And I think that, um, you know, because of because I had the education and I had the know-how, God just allowed me to, um, you know what, let me show you what you can do. Um, and so on the, not even on the way to the hospital, we, we tried to get out for the hospital. <laughs> Justin I, said, I'm coming now. I'm coming now. And we were in the driveway of our house, of our home and I'm in the van and my instincts took over. I said, I'm not sitting in the seat. I'm going to recline it. I'm going to get all, all fours because that's what my body kind of forced me to do. My husband turned the car on, turned it off. And next thing you know, he was like, help, Lord. That's what that was. Baby was already crowning and coming out. And I'm like, oh, my word, I'm doing this. I cannot believe it. So um, it gave me the power at that moment to say, not only to say that I can do it, but my husband can do it too. He can support me. Um, he doesn't need to read a book. Um, instinctively, he's my protector. He is, he loves me. He cares about me. He cares about our baby. And no matter what, he's going to do instinctively what he needs to do. And that's exactly what he did afterwards. He was kind of, he went through an anxiety fit and he had a hard time. But in that moment, he was everything that he needed to be. So I really don't like to hear people say that husbands cannot do. What we need to stop doing is tell them what they, stop telling them what they can't do. Get them the education in their hands and give them the room to, for their instincts to take over. I you heard that. it here first. You heard it here first. <laughs> no, she heard okay, it out. Versus she heard it like <laughs> Coach Green G. I can't deal with you. <laughs> That's before they start the Dr. Doola, Dr. Doola Mom connection. Hey, hey, so Christy, yeah. with that, um, what are some of the things that a birthing mom, um, an expected mom, a mom wanting the ed education with work, with her and her husband, what do they, where, where, where do they start, especially in the time of, of, uh, uh, being home and secluded, where do they start and how do they transform their, their mindset, their livelihoods around the home to prepare uh, for something like this? What little steps can they take? I think the first thing and the most important thing is to be educated in childbirth. Um, I think you need to know what happens during the time of pregnancy and what happens during the process of birth, because a lot of times people get scared when a woman starts making noise. It's like, no, she's Noise is good because we know that she's breathing and she's exactly. not holding her breath. 
um, they're not really familiar about how the baby turns or how maybe the baby looks or may not know how to look for signs of we need to get some extra help because mm-hmm. um, or to say, you know what, I'm not a candidate for a home birth. I probably should, you know, I'm high risk or, you know, I have gestational diabetes. This is not really a good idea for me. So I really need to stick with a hospital birth. So um, it's not to say that home birth is for everybody. We have to exactly. be very knowledgeable about that. And that when you're knowledgeable about childbirth and pregnancy and the risk factors and um, that surrounds um, high riskness and, um, and home birth in general and birth in general, then you are educated enough to make your own decisions. You can say, hey, okay, we know if this happens or if you're having this issue, you know, things like that. So the best thing that you can do is really get educated. And um, one of the things you can do, you can you can um, get with Dr. Dula. She offers that virtually. Um, you do not have to um, childbirth education. I mean, ser- Dr. Dula, am I, am I telling the truth? You can get you with are. her. And um, she can offer that to you. And um, we have to support the men in the in the communities as well, because a lot of times they're standoffish about birth. They're standoffish, especially about home birth. It's like, oh, and they're standoffish about doulas. Um, We don't need to invest in her or him because, you know, what what for? What do we need that for? And they have a right to ask those questions. And um, how about instead of turning your head to that, let's get educated. Let's get educated together. Well, this is the information that I found. And let's look over it together. Well, okay. well, if you feel like I don't need one, let's learn for you to be my birth partner. You know, it's okay. It doesn't have to be a whole, you know, because you get all up in arms about why you can't get a doula because he don't want you to. And here go your blood pressure going up. And now you have an issue. Work together with who you have, because that's what we used to do anyway. And Come I tell on. my um, I tell the students in my class all the time, because one um, one question and, you know, this doctor doula that goes around, I mean, they say that 85% of their paying clients are Caucasian and they can't get any of their um, African-American or women of color to hire them as their doula. And they really don't know why. And I'm like, baby, because we never had to pay nobody to help us. You would know, you, it's would not, you tell the people? We, oh, we, we had, we had our sisters, our midwives. My husband is crazy. Our midwives were our doctors. They were our mentors. They were our, you know, they did everything in the community for us, our our neighbors. Everybody had their part because it's not that they they knew, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. They used what they had. If you knew how to sew, sew, then you was going to sew that baby blanket, okay? If you knew how to cook, you was going to bring a meal three times a week. You know what I'm saying? If you knew how to boil some water, and you 12 years old, you was going to be in you that, boil that wa- boiling that water. Okay. So every, that's what it means by knowing your part. It's not every, it's not that everybody had this specific set of, set of skills is that they used what they had and they knew that hey. they can do, they knew that they can help in this way and they used that to help. And that's how the village works. And um, that's how babies were born safely and mothers were not suffering from postpartum depression. Listen here. Listen, listen, listen. Lalela, Lalela. That's all. I'm I'm, 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 um, I'm learning uh, Issy Zulu right now, girl. That's beautiful. I just had to say it. I didn't know what it meant. Lalela. Listen, girl. Lalela. Yeah. Lalela. Let me tell you something. I have one thing to say, and then I'm going to scream over what you just said because it's, it's, it's the truth. The first thing is when you talk about high risk, I've been in the hearings with the representatives where 
because of um, maternal mortality rates among black women, yeah. there are those that try to present it as being black, being of African ancestry makes you high risk. Right. And as she said, educate yourself. That's not, there is no, okay, look at me. Oh, they're black. You definitely need to be in the hospital just because you're high risk. That's not it. You really need to educate yourself and to understand Absolutely. the things that would make the hospital setting the safest place for you. But by virtue of being black, that ain't it. The, just because you, you know, that that doesn't make that the safest place. So I want you to just make sure you're educating yourself. Yeah. Understand what it means to be high risk, you mm -hmm. know, and don't allow that title to be put on you. The yeah. other thing is, you know, I've watched people that talked about why black women, you know, I often say, why are black women upset? Because black women don't, you know, necessarily think that uh, they should, you know, pay for services. First of all, that's a mindset. And it doesn't mean if you have a business, they're going to be people who think they shouldn't pay for food. But if you have a business where you sell food, then you say, oh, well, to get this food, you have to pay. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that the only people that know how to food are the, are the people that are caterers or restaurant right. owners. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you, there is something to be said about the fact that doula and even the fact that we, you know, servant, female slave in the Greek, whatever, right. that it was something that is less than 30 years old as a profession. Right. Yes. Okay. There's something to be said about that. And I really don't mm -hmm. think that black people should be arguing about, well, why won't they pay? Well, because sister, whomever, sis, um, because there is a place and there is a point in it where you're looking and you're saying, wait a minute, is that thousand dollars that they say that they charging is that five hundred dollars? You mean I'm putting that towards a doula? So what's she gonna do? Hold my hand? Right. What's she gonna? There's a there's something that's screaming in us. But this is my this is what I add on to that. If you don't think the fact that you don't think that you should pay for that does not then equate to we got it, we got it. You can't just lean on our ancestors yes. and not equip yourself and not yes. educate yourself. You have to be educated. Okay, yes. you have to equip yourself with skills and understanding of the woman's body. And Christy mm -hmm. mentioned um, what I do. I do. I've been, you know, I love I was telling Christy, I said, you know, for those of us who've been doing virtual work and some people say, can you do virtual work? For those of us who've been doing virtual work, um, <laughs> Christy's been doing virtual work, if not two years, almost two years. She's yeah. been doing and offering that probably longer than that officially. Mm -hmm. When she signed, right. decided to call it something, it might be two years. Um, right. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, those of us who have been have been doing those things, we know that we it, this these are times to say, look, you need to try and consider what all of your options are. So, yeah. like, I offer the 10 things that every woman should know about birth. Yeah. 10 things that every helper whether yes. it's husband, sister, mother, whomever, yes. every helper should know about postpartum mm -hmm. because that is important. And mm -hmm. I just wanted to really, you know, I love so much your resourcefulness, Christy. I love the, that energy in your family. I love what you offer to the earth. I really yes. do. Yes. Um, it's, a, it's, it's the, 
the epitome, the, the, the beautiful non-judgmental of everything. Just, just the beauty of it all. I absolutely love it, love it, love it. If there are people that want to reach out and talk to you and connect with you, because like I said, she's been doing virtual stuff for a while. Oh, and, wow. and and teaching other people how to do it effectively. How can yeah. they start? I mean, I know you're teaching your classes. Tell us about your classes. Tell us. Well, the class is a six-week class. It's not self-paced. I like to, I like to say that it's not self-paced because um, it isn't. And it's um, every week we meet on Thursday. Um, every week of the six-week span, we meet on Thursday night at 8 p.m. CST live in the classroom and we go over our session and um, it's really a it's a step-by-step foundational um, work to actually help the doula um, find her target market um, um, find her found out who she is as a doula and what she likes to do and really how to build it as a business instead of just taking phone calls. It's not about taking phone calls. Um, exactly. It's actually about education. And, and if it's a business, you have to run it as one. Um, it's really about building that up and um, building up confidence in yourself to offer that service. Um, because a lot of people walk into a birth space for the first time and they're nervous. But then you have people who have been doulas who have been doing that for years. And then they try to serve somebody virtually and they're at and a loss. Um, but they really don't understand how um, a growing problem right now is uh, doulas are being rejected by their current clients by offering exactly. virtual services, and they don't understand why. Um, just like not every do- person wants you as their doula, not everyone wants virtual doula services. Exactly. There is not everybody for that. There's a certain type of person um, that wants that, and I teach that in the class also. And um, I teach... Um, social media marketing in the class as well. I teach about um, how to, um, you know, set up the tax information and um, all that. It's all business. And uh, I love it. All the, I've, I've gotten nothing but great reviews from um, the, the birth workers that come into the course. I've had <clears throat> a midwife. I've had um, uh, birth photographers uh, that are also doulas. I've had lactation consultants. I've had uh, so many different great birth workers from all around um, take the virtual doula course. Um, so just just goes to show that it's not just for doulas because I like to have um, everything in the course directed. I always say, no matter what your specialty is in birth work, use this information to support your clients using your virtual services. So it's not always specific for doulas. Um, it's it's good for anyone in birth work. So. And I, I, I just love that. Let me, well, let me ask you this real quick. You do, you, you do both. I mean, you're there, you, you do virtual and you do in-person support. Right. For a person that would wonder, like, you know, I don't get it. You know, how can you support someone? I, I don't, I don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me that you're saying you can support someone that I know because I've been in a concert and been called out somebody was in labor I'll be right back you know but what does that look like as far as in your and in just like a generalization like what does that look like 
Well, it also it all starts with building a relationship with the client. First, if you get that client, that client wants that. OK, so it's not that you're just pulling somebody that wants only in-person services. Um, they want the virtual services because they don't want anyone in their personal birth space. And that's OK. Um, some people prefer blended services, whereas they want uh, someone at the birth, but they rather have virtual prenatal visits or prenatal education done, which is fine. So how does that look? It looks exactly how they want it to look. Um, I personalize my virtual doula services for every client. We do a needs assessment together um, where I'm not just asking them a bunch of questions. I'm actually saying statements that they can, you know, kind of go over with me so that we're, I'm just not like the doctor. We're chit-chatting, you know. Exactly. We're it up. I'm finding out what they like. I'm finding out, you know, their husband's birthday. I'm finding out their kids' birthdays and what they do in school. And I'm finding out their favorite color and um, how they like to communicate best. Um, not everybody likes a video chat. Some people prefer to talk on the phone like old school, you know, some people, you know, um, and it's really all about building a relationship with that person so that they can be open and honest with you and so that they can also receive information from you. And so um, it's a good idea to be as open and honest as you can as possible because you don't want to be um, you don't have, want to have a wall up. You want to be so transparent that they can reach through you and pour into you just as you're doing for them. And um, so it's, it's a lot about that. And in the birth space, sometimes I know a lot of people wonder what that looks like. And what I like to tell my students is you want to pretend like first you want to pretend like you are deaf. Okay, and you close your ears, you cannot hear anything, but you can see everything. And sometimes that's what we kind of pretend like in the birth space, we see a lot of things, but as a doula, because of the scope of practice, quote unquote, we can't really say too many things. So, um, so we kind of, you know, keep our ears closed and we look and we pay attention to our client. But in the virtual doula setting, you're using nothing what? but your ears. Yes. Because, um, and that's, that's the most important thing because a lot of things people say, you know, you ask doulas, what do you use most, you know, in your doula bag? And the, most people would say their hands during the birth. But I can attest every time I've been in the birth, I've used my voice a lot more than I use my hands. Do I touch? Yes. But that's only if they want to be touched, just because they want all to of them don't want to be touched. They would they can want to <laughs> be touched throughout their whole pregnancy. But come labor, it's like if you put one more hand on me, one more. like t don't even look me in the eyeball. You know, it depends on that person. So my greatest asset in birth, I always say is my voice. Um, because I know because I know my client, because we built that relationship, I know what she likes to hear. I know what she doesn't like to hear. I know what I can say to somebody, you know, oh, you know, let me talk to you for a minute. Maybe you can, can you go get us a, a bag of chips or something? Cause they need to step out so this mama can have some calm, exactly. you know, <laughs> and bring it back. And I can, I can tell, I can whisper things in that mother's ear, just like I can on the phone. Now, usually what that looks like is um, that with a Bluetooth headset, and um, me off in the corner, not even seeing sometimes, but that's okay because it's not my birth. I don't have to come on. Um, and if dad needs me, dad needs me. I'm just a earshot away because just like I would be in the birth, sometimes dad just wants full control and that's okay. And guess where I am sitting on the side, just an earshot away. So I would just sit there. I would listen. Okay. Well, she's not feeling this. And okay. Well, I hear she's breathing a little tell her to take a deep breath, take a nice cleansing breath with her, you know, you do it too, you know, and so it's not, um, it's not weird. It's not odd. I'm just allowing um, whoever is in that birth space with her to uh, 
they help their instincts take over. So it's I'm just over thing. here. I'm over here busting because <laughs> when you were talking about like maybe she don't want to be touched, I always tell people. And since he's up here grinning and stuff, I'm like, I would be sitting there, and at a certain point, I said, "Listen, <laughs> I want you right here." He's touching my maybe touching my leg. My favorite. I love the birthing ball. Some people, some women don't. It doesn't. They don't respond yeah. well to it. Exactly. But that was my jam. That was my jam, yeah. baby. I opened right up on the birth <laughs> ball, right? But there I would sit go. there, and I'm like, I want you right here. Which one of my friends is that? Come on, Annalie. Hi! Come on. Come on. That's my birthday buddy. This is motherhood. This is homeschool. You That's only get right, so much love. time, and then you just bring them out. You just bring That's them out. That's it. That's it, love. You know that. Okay. You know, my, my thing is, say, you want to say hello? Turn around. Say hello. Say hi. Hey, hey <laughs> My thing Aww. is, a lot of people like to say, oh, well, what if, my, what if my kids show up and all that stuff? And even in the births, you know, just where there are mothers, there are babies. Exactly. And so we need to embrace that and let that be a learned experience for them. And um, it's okay. Absolutely. Okay. Um, I know with my, with my husband, when we would be in the birth space and you're talking about catering it to what the woman needs, I wanted yeah. him right there, but mm-hmm. I didn't want to hear him breathe. See? And I don't know how he managed it, but he would manage it because his breath sounded really loud to me. I didn't, I I didn't even know what holding space was back then. <laughs> he didn't know what holding space was. Space. He was holding space. <laughs> I was like, I you knew. You knew what it was. You knew exactly where it was. Instinct. I mean, you knew what it instinct. was. Instinct. His goal was to be there. His goal, and you mentioned something about like our fathers wanting to have control of a situation. And yeah. his instinct was protecting me. That was his yeah. instinct. His and instinct was, how can I, here's my wife. She's in this position, yeah. you know, where it's like, I see, you know, you're in an environment often in the hospitals. Um, and I tell people all the time, it's the only thing that happens in a hospital where discomfort or pain is normal. Yeah. And so when we get like, why are they trying to give us medication? Well, because doctors, I mean, as far as I know, I haven't been contradicted yet. There is no mandatory uh, requirement that a doctor see a full physiological birth prior to becoming a doctor. They do wow. not have to see. Think about it. I, mm-hmm. I have a friend right now. Her child, her daughter's in the gynae, whatever. She's in the, mm-hmm. um, that rotation. There's no requirement for her to see a, a full a birth with non-medicated, non-whatever, to actually be a part of that. These doctors are working from their expertise and they're yeah. surgeons. Yeah. Okay. And they're surgeons. Yeah. And they're surgeons. <laughs> so you guys about to go through. You about to go into a whole nother discussion. No, Baby. I'm just saying. I'm just you know, saying. I, I guess that's why I love this 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 discussion so much because you guys are just saying over and over how important it is to trust ourselves, our instincts. Yes. And to give our, and give time to ourselves to educate ourselves. Yeah. Do the research necessary so that if we have to be in this uh, situation uh, uh, at the hospital because of uh, certain sensitivities or whatever our choice is, at least we'll go into the situation being educated, understanding what our rights uh, are, what we should be receiving and what we should not be receiving. Exactly. Exactly. And a lot of people, um, you know, they 
<sighs> I know that I'm gonna get in trouble for this, but here we go. Um, you knew you of, weren't gonna be able to not do it. We tried so hard. I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> Uh, a lot of birth workers, you know, they, well, you know, you have a say so and you do, you have a say so over certain things, but the hospital also has a policy that you've signed. And I know hospital, the policy isn't law, but they're covering their tail. That's what Always. they're doing. They're, that's what they're doing. And that's what they're taught to do. And so when you go in there and you fight and you fight and you fight and you fight against the policy that you agreed to, then that really just puts more stress on you, the laboring person. And um, so I, I like to tell my clients all the time, find out what the policy is. See if you can get yeah. a copy of the policy. And if there's anything that you really don't agree with that, talk to your provider to see if there's any leniency with this. If it's not, then you can make a conscious decision of where you, whether you need to switch hospitals or whether you need to, or you can stay home. Um, so yeah, it's a lot that goes into that. It's and important. Just, it's and important people don't quite get that though. No, um, I've talked to people where in their minds, it's like, well, you know, um, I need, I need my doula to speak up for me. And, and the first thing that I say is, okay, well, this is what I have to, help you understand that um we are guests in the hospital Mm. and we can be uninvited and I told a story Mm -hmm. but the other day how I went to an appointment with my father yeah and you know he just had a stroke six months ago and thank god he's able to move and speak and do on his own but we are very protective of him and because of that we're like, we need to go in and hear what y'all saying or whatever. But the security looked at me because of the current circumstances and said, we are not inviting guests in right now. Guests are not allowed in the hospital. But doulas, yeah. any of you who know what doula work is, understand that you have always been a guest that mm-hmm. could be uninvited by the hospital. Mm-hmm. And you understand that. You know what I'm saying? You understand yeah. that you're the client. You're the you're the you're the one that's here. You signed the papers. You you know. But if I unless I'm skillful with how I communicate and interact and yeah. in this setting, um, this will make it worse for you. It, this will make it worse. So it's not about getting there and ah. Yeah. Yes. You know. I mean, just, as a black doula, we just can't go in there run our mouths. You got to, I mean, and I'm not trying to be funny, but the truth of the matter is this is not the only space where black women have to know how to skillfully navigate a situation. We Come on now. Come on now. Come. You heard it here first on Coach Green Jean. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you know you don't say something when you say that. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, you, you don't leave that at the Wait, door. I got to put the ticker at the bottom, the subscribe ticker. <laughs> we have to know that when we go into these settings, yeah. we have to understand that when we are in there these settings. There you go. That's how you got to do it. When... When we're there, we don't leave our blackness at the door. We don't leave our identity at the door. And we know that um, when you look at the all of statistically and everything else, that women have a hard time. Black women have a harder time. So, you know, come on now. Let's use some wisdom so that we can be a help. And you said some things. Oh, my gosh. I'll, I'm going to stop talking in a second. But you mentioned, for example, being that virtual doula, you know, for some of us, and sometimes, and sometimes, 
that small voice, I can be in the room with someone or virtual with someone, and my voice is still small to that husband. Okay, listen, you need to go, and this is what you tell them. Because I'm not, it's like, okay, she says this, this is how you say it. This is how you do it. This is what you do. Because I'm trying to help him amplify her voice. And sometimes he is the best person to do that. Most times he might be the most effective person to do it. This is about making her birth environment um, as best, all that it can be. And, in, and, and if she's not there with her partner or whomever that could support her, whoever those people are, helping them be able to support her. That's what becomes yeah. important. So how can people get in touch with you? When is your next class? Because we need you more than now than ever. We know every woman won't want a virtual doula, but like you talked about blended services and allowing women to help. Oh, one more thing I had to say. You mentioned also everybody doesn't want someone in their birthing space. And I remember specifically, um, that was one of the things that happened with you. You and your husband had become so much of a, like, one of twin powers activate kind of thing <laughs> you were like i was like okay do you need support doing you know the birth, <clears throat> the birth or the whatever when she asked me to be a doula she said no 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 we got that part you were like no we got that <laughs> i did I you were did. like we got that part you know um i just mm -hmm. want you to come after and the, when we talk about empowering women, I need you to think about that, that you, that you went from like every other woman, I'm going to birth in the, I'm going to birth at, you know, in the hospital, I'm going to do whatever to get into the place and say, no, 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 me and my husband, we got mm -hmm. this, but I, I, I would like to have you here. I would like yeah. to have you do this that, there. So it's a beautiful right. thing to have variety. It's a beautiful thing to have options. Options are life to me. How can they yes. get in touch with you? How can they get in this class? When is your next class? All those things. What, 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 and how? Well, for the person that is expecting and would like to have their own personalized, customized virtual doula services by yours truly, or by one of my clients that may click, I mean, by one of my previous students that actually click with them better. I'm not greedy now. I'm not, I'm not the doula for everybody, okay? Come on now. So, um, and I'm okay with that. Um, you can actually email me at doulamom24 at gmail.com or contact me through the doulasformula, um, facebook.com slash doulasformula on Facebook. And um, good thing you asked about the class because just yesterday was the first day to begin registering for the summer session of the virtual doula course. And um, so from May 1st to May 15th is a registration period. And because of COVID-19, and I understand every pockets may be, everybody pockets may be kind of, I'm offering the, the early registration free through the entire registration period. Wow. And there's also a, a woman of color um, discount as well. So if you are a woman of color, yes. you can specify that on um, registration and you will get the woman of color discount as well. So wow. there you go. And that. you also get a free doula business journal with hey. your registration. Wow. And it's not, it's not a PDF. You actually get a real book delivered yes. to you. So you don't have <laughs> one. To, do you have one to show them really quick? Do you have one around or no? Yeah, let me let me just take a walk. Hold on. Dude, why, don't, why don't you just take a stroll? Why don't you take a stroll? Let me go into one of my offices. 
Well, well I want to say this first, babe. I want to say this first um, okay. while she's getting her book. Um, um, I love that you did that for, you know, these times that we're in to help women, uh, help families that will want to um, be a part of that. And also on drdula.com, one of the things that I'm doing in that same vein, she's so cute, uh, but in the same vein is um, when you purchase the course, you get access for two other people. So that's three yeah. people that get people. access to um, the 10 things every woman should know about birth and every yeah. helper should know about postpartum. So go I check that it. out at drdula.com. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Show us, girl. Show us. This is the Doula Business Journal. Open it so they can see you're not planning. You got them colors in life going on well, in that book. Actually, there are was... no colors in life in this book because this it's one. specifically for the birth workers to get creative. So this ah. is your personal. This is your personal journal. It's equipped with calendars. It's equipped with it. goal setting techniques so that you can set realistic goals and work quarterly through your goals for the year. And um, so that you can actually realistically reach your goals. And what I like about this is you can start it at any time of the year and it becomes a piece of history for your business. Because each year when you get one of these and you fill it out and you're reaching those goals and it has space also just for you to journal. Um, and so there's guided, there's um, quotes in here, there's affirmations in here. And it's just a wonderful place to Record, I love it. And get creative, set your appointments, set your goals and start reaching them. I'm going to have to post um, our post your your um, thing again so people can see more about you when you go in depth about your birth stories and talk about them. Thank you are you. such a gift and such a gem. I appreciate you, you more than you know. Oh, um, stop. <laughs> seriously, seriously, I, I just love you to bits and pieces. I'm so grateful for any um, part of your journey that I've been able to be on with you is an honor and it's a privilege. Thank you for allowing me to pour into your daughter. I was saying before, I don't think I finished my oh. statement. Um, you know, not having birth physical daughters myself. Um, yeah. When when women allow me to teach their daughters, I consider mm -hmm. it to to just be one of the highlights of my life. Um, yeah. To be able to pass anything on that they can say, oh no, I saw that when I was <laughs> younger. Oh no, someone showed me that. Yeah. Um, I know that I'm walking in the footsteps of the women who've come before us, and I'm doing my my small part to impart into them about how they see birth. So I thank you I for that. allowing me to, to pour anything. Look at my friend to pour anything in, <laughs> into, into them and mm -hmm. to support you. It was an honor that you, um, I'll just say this last thing. When you, you were, when you announced your um, last pregnancy, you said, that, you know, I don't even know if I had known at the time. I think I went on Facebook and you're like, and, and Andrew Little Mason is going to be my doula. I was like, yeah, what? Huh? Anytime, because I know how, you know, to me it's an honor because, you know, I know people are like, well, how's she going to assume? Well, no, see, for me, I, I just love it because I know how in sync you and your hubby are. I know how connected yeah. you all are. And to even be invited into a space that's so sacred, sacred with any woman right, and is one thing. But to be invited into your space and to be entrusted with anything like that is just, yeah. it's, it's meaningful to me. Yeah. And so you, there are doulas all over Chicago 
and all oh, over in the Northwest Indiana. And for you to call my name is an honor. I never take it for granted that a woman would have me in her pregnancy space, mm-hmm. her birth space, mm-hmm. or her postpartum space when her right. body is wide open. Wide open. Okay. <laughs> And I love it's you. So true. I love you too. Thank you so much for yes. um, always been an honor to work with you. Work. Yeah. Have, have you worked on me? It's always <laughs> been um, a special, special thing. And just to go back to where you said where I kind of announced my pregnancy and said that I was um, going to have you as my doula. One reason I did that is to let the word out. Right. <laughs> and the other reason was I let them know that I was taking um, donations for anybody who yeah. wanted to, you know, how people have baby showers. Yeah, I didn't yeah. want that. I wanted to pay for postpartum services. So if you want to help me, help me by giving to my postpartum fund, because a lot of people forget that that's one of the most important parts of birth um, is what comes after the care that I get after. And I wanted to make sure that I had those funds in place so that I can have you there when I needed you there. So um, I think and that we said, need to take that in consideration. We need to make that important. Like, just like you want to save up for those Air Jordans, just like you want to save up for that airline ticket for that trip. We really need to think about our birth and how important it is to us, how our postpartum period is important to us. You do not need all those toys for the baby. You do not need every rocker and swing. What you need is services and help so if you can't get that readily from your family it's okay to hire a postpartum doula and ask your family to say hey if you can't be there because you have to work would you mind giving twenty dollars towards my postpartum services if everybody in the family gives twenty dollars you have a lot of hours to cover so that's so that's that's, really helpful and important and that's i'm so glad you brought that up you know one of the things that i advocate for the most is um, and, and the reason why I started focusing more in the postpartum was because, one, it, it just became clear to me that much, much of our, uh, uh, I'll say it this way, many of the traditions or things we haven't kept have to do, yes, with the way we birth, but also with the way we care for ourselves during the postpartum. Absolutely. And I believe that it, it sets a pattern for us. We've begun to... Um, to get accolades for how quickly we bounce back, whether it's our body, whether it's how quick you got, you know, your body is still bleeding. You have this open wound inside. And I talk about it in my course. You literally have an open wound. Mm -hmm. It's not like, you know, woman is bleeding. It's like, oh, okay, it's just like a period. No, it's not. It's not just the lining that's shedding. It's literally Mm -hmm. a wound. And I always describe it as an elbow. It's it's like, you know, it's like if a kid has, ow, ouchie, we call them ouchies. You have an ouchie on your elbow and (laughs) you try to, you know, keep it a certain way. But if it's on the elbow or on the knee, once you bend that elbow or bend that knee, all of a sudden it it can, it can, you know, open again. It can Mm -hmm. do all these things because it's so much movement. And that postpartum period is about helping that heal, helping the circulation in the woman's body so her body can do what it wants to do. And I love that you brought that out. The fact that that is a, that is literally one of our most vulnerable times. It's one of the yeah. reasons why when they count maternal mortality, they are not just counting oh who died in childbirth. Mm-hmm. They are counting all the way up to the first birthday mm-hmm. of the baby. Yep. Okay. So one year postpartum one year. is counted as maternal. They count that. Yeah. The governments count that as a, a part of the maternal mortality rate. And right. so we have to consider how we're caring for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And for that reason, what you said was amazing. And for that reason, 
it's important for us to learn how we can, you know, if you, if you're not, if you're one of those that say, I just can't see myself putting out money for that, or I just can't mm-hmm. see, she just said, ask, you know, let them know, girl, okay, I love that you bought me those clothes, but you know what? It's summertime. That baby ain't wearing them clothes. It's going to be too hot. Can you, hot. can you help me with my postpartum services? Right. Um, I have somebody I really want to use. Can you help me with that? And I just wanted to yeah. put that out there. Um, yeah. I, I'll be glad when all this opens up because I was, I, I had to cancel a whole workshop mm-hmm. in Cincinnati, Ohio. Oh. I was about to go teach a two day workshop with different <laughs> techniques. Girl, I know. <laughs> Right. I'm so horrible. at. I'm always horrible at promoting my own self. I know. But it was, you, you know, I had, to, can- <laughs> I had to cancel that and, 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 and things because these skills and things that we can learn about how to take care of ourselves. If you're not going to say I'm going to purchase a service, then you need to do what my sister's been talking about the whole time. And you need to educate and equip yourself. Absolutely. And, um, that is the minimal. That is the minimal. The fear that you have of, I don't want to go in that hospital. The fear that you're having, that's mm-hmm. fine and good. But what are you doing? It's what time doing? to activate yourself. Mm-hmm. It's time to do that. If you are a doula that is feeling all kinds of ways about going into the hospital as well. I've heard that a lot. Doulas yeah. that are, are, are not, um, they're wanting to protect themselves and realizing right. that many people, while doulas might say they're essential people, that hospitals might not feel that way. Right. Don't forget about this virtual um, this virtual doula course that um, mm-hmm. Christy does because it'll help open up options and perhaps it won't look the way that you intended. The way that you can serve women won't look the way intent don't won't look right. the way that you intended. But right now nothing looks the way we intended. Nothing right. looks how we thought it would nothing. be. Nothing. So it's time for us all to adapt ourselves yep. and, and go and learn. Go learn. Go, go learn. learn. Can't go nowhere anyway. You might as well pop on there. So where's one of the greatest places you can start to go learn about postpartum and about uh, women in pregnancy and about families? Please go to doulamom24 at gmail.com to email Miss Christy Willis so that she can answer your questions and and also to be a part of her virtual trainings. Go to facebook.com slash doulas for moolah. Ladies, I want to say, first of all, um, thank you for allowing me, Coach Green Jean, to be in this sacred space (laughs) (laughs) and conversation because it was definitely enlightening. I wanted to say that uh, for our parents, for our young people, please don't forget to register to Coach Green Jean dot com on YouTube because mm-hmm. conversations like this and others um, have been archived on this channel for you for free. So while you are in this global pandemic situation and and um, you're uh, in your personal spaces, uh, please uh, use these opportunities to uh, watch these videos and allow them to be uh, enriching conversations for you and your loved ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wanted to say, you know, this opportunity for you guys, you know, planning right now into these families, you know, while we're, you know, uh, contained, don't think that you're not storing up riches uh, and opportunities uh, for you in the future, because you guys are, are being you know, built up and strengthened on the inner 
parts of yourself so that you guys can be ready for uh, the opportunities that are uh, being set before you. And I'm just thankful. And I'm just speaking that into both of your lives uh, as individuals and professionals. People need you. We need each other. And so, yeah, let's take this opportunity to educate ourselves, to pray with each other, to show uh, our responsibility for one another um, as, as a culture, as African-Americans. Um, thank you guys so, so very much. I appreciate you. Uh, so in closing, in closing words, uh, Dr. Dula, please uh, let us uh, help us exit on some beautiful closing words, as well as Christy, you know, we hear and want to hear from you guys. Well, Christy, I'll let you go first, beautiful. What would you like to leave with the people? I would like to, um, I want to talk to the people who are specifically all of a sudden homeschooling now, just to remind you to do it your way. I know that the schools are having a lot of control over this. And I know that a lot of families don't have access to computers to get that work done. Um, Use what you have in your homes to actively just teach your child what you know, love on them a little bit more, and um, just teach them about being a good human, okay? And uh, love in the Lord, because right now that is the most important thing that they can learn right now. They don't need the stress of the news. They don't need the stress of the numbers of people dying. They don't need to know all that. They just need to know that they are safe. Okay, so for the birth workers, I want you to know that it's okay not to be wanted. Okay, if you somebody says that they don't want you, clap your hands because that is the first step of them self advocating for themselves. Yes, so oh my not, gosh, it's not to say that hey, I don't you need me in your space. No, it's okay not to be wanted. Um, even if they don't want a doula at all, and if they come to you getting inf needing information, then you can offer your mentorship services and say, hey, you can dig into me and pull out as much as you want because this is what you have invested in me. But if exactly. you want a sacred space to yourself, then that's perfectly fine. And um, I want to thank everybody for encouraging me too, because Everybody needs encouragement. Amen. Yes. So I'm so thankful for my previous students that have been in the course. I'm so thankful for my previous clients, my friends and my family, and that everybody has just been, you know, kind of, I want to say a chameleon. We've been changing and we've been, yes. this time has brought us so much closer together. We're doing family games, game nights and stuff on Zoom and, um, you know, things like that. And it's just really really good so dig it dig your heels into this thing and conform thank you and make sure you tell before you go dr doula make sure you tell your husband thank you so very much I for allowing you to yeah. be with us tell him we miss him and we yeah. want an opportunity to be able to speak with him yes because <laughs> the men in our lives need to hear other men in our lives know exactly. that they can do birth they can do birth. Yes. We always yes. said, and we yes, always can. said, we always said we were gonna uh, talk with both of them. Remember, we talked about that. Yeah, we we're talked gonna, about that. We're gonna make that happen. Where yes, they can my husband share. is still willing to do that. We just have awesome. to get on his schedule. Exactly. <laughs> well, I just That's right. I just, making it happen. Making it happen. Yes. Catching the sticks. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I just want to say, um, you know, you keep saying wonderful things and I, I'm grateful for the last thing that you commented about, which was 
rejoice when they say they don't need your services. My and that's so, that's so yeah. different than what um, is often taught in the birth world and birth culture. Mm-hmm. Because it's been, it's been made into... Um, it's for some it's this their entire livelihood and so in any good business and marketing you have to say hey you need me but we can't forget our ancestral context we can't Mm -hmm. forget the truth and let's not revision history yeah let's not revision what is and what has been just know that if that is your choice black woman that you need to educate yourself and as Mm -hmm. As, as Christy masterfully said, then go and get that mentoring that you need. If yes. that's your thing, let Google be your friend. Find who you feel like you resonate with and say, you know what? I want to be able to do this myself. No, I really don't want a stranger that I just met six months ago in my birthing space. Yes. But can you help me get ready? And yes. there are women that are more than happy to help Absolutely. mentor you in that regard. Mm-hmm. Christy, I love you. I love you. I love you. I cannot wait to be able to hug on you again um, yes. and see that how much the, everybody has just grown, grown, grown. And babe, yes. thanks always. Thank you for um, uh, coach for giving us a uh, room for this, because, you know, you and I yes. work together from the vein of um, indigenous practices. So you in the construction, you know, and me in the birth. And then we come together in the context of it being this is about us being resourceful and restoring the dignity of labor. Now, in birth, that sounds amazing. <laughs> yes, yes. It, sounds both, it sounds both on both ends because it, my yes. father was in construction and mm, it just Come it's on. Perfect. Yes, we're restoring the dignity of labor on both sides and the ability and encouraging people to feed, clothe, shelter, heal Mm -hmm. and and protect themselves and look for ways to do that again, to be self-reliant, to be resourceful. So I want to thank you for allowing us to share um, on your paper versus paper broadcast because it's it's yes, um, this is not just a woman's thing. The fact that we rely so much on our husbands, you and and her husband as well, yes. shows that we need you all. And this is just as important mm-hmm. as talking mm-hmm. about knowing how to build something else with your hands. So Absolutely. thank you for this time, babe. I really appreciate it. I have nothing else to say other than you heard it here first on Coach Green Jean. <laughs> And I'm oh, and I'm going to send you the link to be able to post the interview that we did with her. It was I went to her home to do it, and those that really, yeah, those who really want to like get a feel for um, what that process looks about looks like about coming, you know, being, you know, knowing this is how we normally do it. We go to the hospital, we do this, and she talked her whole process out. She talked it out, and I want to share that. I'm going to share it again. Um, in my social media platforms, um, but I also want to share the link so that those who want to um, connect through Coach Green Jeans platforms can do that as well. Beautiful. Yeah, we can set it right there in the description. Well, Christy, thank you so much. Thank your family. Thank you. We thank your husband, Jamil, and we appreciate you guys for being a part of yeah. Paper versus Paper. We encourage thank our people, you. our families. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. We encourage them to go and visit Coach Green Jean on YouTube so that they can subscribe and, and have uh, uh, access to these wonderful um, uh, and beautiful and amazing information. And so thank you guys so much. We appreciate you. you. And we just wanted to say bye. Thank you guys See so ya. much. <laughs>